Hello, this is Melissa Hale, Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, and I'm really excited to have here today Teresa Shalasi, and she is the person who is the coordinator for Albany County Safe Harbor. Welcome, Teresa. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me. I'd like just to start by hearing a little bit about yourself. I see there's an Esquire after your name, so I know you're a <laughs> lawyer, but if you could just kind of tell us who you are and how you got here oh, to this position. Sh- sure, sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, what a strange journey it's been. Um, I, um, I'm actually a retired state employee. I, um, I have a master's degree in criminal justice with a concentration in juvenile justice. Um, I worked for the Division of the Budget for about nine years, went to law school, got my degree, and then for most of my so career... So you were mid-career somebody who went back to law school. Yes. What made you decide to do that? I think it was something that I always wanted to do. Um, and working for the Division of the Budget, um, I was involved in a lot of um, uh, doing budgeting for a lot of law enforcement-related agencies. And the, the desire to go to law school never left me. Um, so I had the opportunity to, to pursue that dream and... So I, I went to Western New England in Springfield, Massachusetts. I did that. I did a commute from right. Albany as you were working. As I was working, gosh. Yeah, and there there are are, are other folks who do that as well. So we had a, a carpool, um, and um, I have some lifelong friends as a result of uh, that carpool yeah. for the for all those years. So um, once I um, became an attorney, um, I. I went to um, the um, Office of Court Administration as a, as a labor lawyer for a little while. Um, but most of my career as an attorney was spent with the State Ethics Commission, um, where we um, investigated uh, violations of the public officer's law. Um, you know, state employees accepting gifts, um, you know, contract fixing, that kind of thing. I loved that job and did it for over 20 years. Um, and then um, I spent a small amount of time at the Public Service Commission as the Director of Internal Audit, and that's where I retired. So I had 32 years of, of state service. Um, and you didn't retire and sit back and relax. <laughs> well, I did for a whole year. Okay. <laughs> um, and after about a year, I, I felt like I wanted to do something completely different. Um, and this opportunity came up. Um, so, so tell us what is Safe Harbor. So, so Safe Harbor um, is a program that is it is um, funded by the New York State Office of uh, Children and Family Services, and the idea is to um, provide um, a one-stop shop, if you will, for um, youth who are victims of or at risk for trafficking, human trafficking. Um, The state provides seed money to each of the counties. Um, I think by 2020, all of the counties will have a safe harbor program of one kind or another. Um, And the idea is to provide um, support, resources, services, 
um, to wrap around a youth should they find themselves in this situation or at risk for trafficking. So my job when I came on in Albany County was to basically set up the program. And when was that? When did that program start in um, Albany County? It, it started four years ago. Um, I came in about a year into the program, and it was really... Um, it was really floundering. We really didn't have anybody who was who was leading the the charge. So um, so that's what I did. That's what I, I I came on board to do was to to start the program. And um, so uh, we work out of the Children's Advocacy Center. Um, we take a multi. What is the location of that? So that is um, two sixty um, South Pearl Street. Okay, in Albany. Um, and we take a multidisciplinary approach. Once um, a youth is identified, um, we bring in um, folks from a bunch of disciplines, from, from probation, from um, the hospitals in the area. We have on our team um, Albany Med and St. Peter's. Um, whatever this, this youth may need to, to get through the process. Um, we also have funds available that are that are supported through the state now and eventually the county um, to provide any kind of services that the youth may need that fall outside of what the county would normally provide. So, for example, we find that um, equine therapy is something that works very well and, and, and uh, youth are very responsive This is to. where kids learn how to ride horses. Right, right. <laughs> or take care of horses. Um, just that idea of, of, of caring for something else and... Um, it, it's just it's just something that really works for them or art therapy that kind of thing um, so we have the we have the luxury of having those funds available to to help kids kind of transition out of out of the life that they may have been leading to the life that they could have um, and and these are um, therapy tools that kind of help them through that process um, it it it's a very um, it's a very it's a very interesting job um, I personally you know, having lived here for in, in Albany County for 40 years or more, um, didn't really think that that was a problem. That trafficking was a problem in 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 the, in the United States, let alone Albany County. Right. So often we think of it as in foreign countries, or else right. people coming here from foreign countries. And I saw a documentary by Rachel Law. Rachel Lloyd, very young girls mm -hmm. that they showed at Albany Law School last year, and still thinking of it maybe as a New York City problem. Right, <laughs> and right. then I started talking to people right here in Gilderland, Carol Lawler, our police chief, because people said trafficking's happening in Crossgates Mall. And she said, you know, I can't say it's not. There's so much social media we'd have to check and we don't have the staff for it. So if you could just kind of awaken our listeners <laughs> to how it is here, how um, how do kids in Albany County get into this situation? Yeah. So, so it happens a lot of different ways. Um, the, basically, the commercial sexual exploitation of children. Um, it, kids are on the Internet. You think about, think about um, a normal middle school youth, right? Normal middle school kid has the, that kind of regular angst, you know, I need to fit in, I need to be with a clique, um, I need to have the right clothes, just that that kind of growing pains, no one's paying attention to me, um, um, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend, just that normal angst. And then you, you layer on top of that any other dysfunction that might be going on in the family, whether it's, 
you know, substance abuse or, you know, absent parents, whatever it may be, laying those um, additional um, conditions on top of a youth that's already vulnerable makes them even more so vulnerable. So they get on the Internet and they, they get into chat rooms and they talk to people that they don't know and strike up a friendship and they might be getting the attention that they're not getting anywhere else. Somebody's telling them they're beautiful. Somebody's telling them that they can give them everything they need. And, and very soon, the youth is, is pulled into that. And they're, they're making bad decisions. And they're running away. And, and they're being promised the sun, the moon, and the stars. And, and quickly, they become involved in, in trafficking. It's that scenario. Or it could be a situation where um, maybe it's a... a an LBGTQ youth who's come out and their parents is, their parents have thrown them out of the house, um, so they're so they're engaging in survival sex. They're couch surfing. They're doing whatever they need to do to have a, a roof over their head and, and food in their stomach. So so even that is considered um, survival sex is considered commercial sexual exploitation. Even even though they're the ones that might be personally benefiting from it. Um, unfortunately, you also have situations where um, parents are trafficking their youth. They may be um, they may be selling their youth to, to for drug money or to pay the rent. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that but that does happen. So it it can happen a lot of different ways. Going to the mall, um, you know, the the, the traffickers will. Um, you know, pick the one kid who maybe isn't with anybody or seems kind of lonely or, you know, they're, they're looking down. They seem despondent and, um, and they'll, they'll befriend them. The grooming process will start and this person will seem like a friend and, and um, they'll, they'll get pulled into the web. So it, it happens. It happens a lot of different ways. So it's important um, to to get the word out about about what this is. Um, I've been trying to get into the schools uh, within Albany County to talk about this issue. The, the middle schools in particular, our, our middle school age kids are particularly vulnerable. Um, and with, with mixed success, you know, I've talked to, to school resource officers, I've talked to school nurses. Um, we actually have a... Um, a video now that the, that the state is um, supporting uh, the Safe Harbor counties to, to go out and, and show to folks, uh, specifically geared toward that middle age group. Um, so it's these in, kids are 12, 13, 14? Yeah, 11, 12, 13, yeah. Um, and it's in kind of a cartoon format, <clears throat> um, um, but it talks about um, it, um, good, good, good relationships and, and talks about how they're you know, bad people out there, they're wolves out there. It's, it's sort of cast in the Little Red Riding Hood um, uh, format. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been difficult to, to get the schools to yeah, you pay said attention mixed, to it. mixed success. Yeah. Why would that be? Why would schools resist that kind of thing that would actually protect their students? Yeah, to some extent, I, I can understand it. First of all, it's a difficult subject. Um, the schools have a lot of demands on their on their precious school day, mm -hmm. and here's one more thing you want us to do. It's, you know, so I, I get that. Um, a lot of them may, may just believe that it isn't an issue, so why take 
precious time from the school day to to present a program like this. So that so that so there the reasons are varied, um, but I'm 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 still plugging away, and I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that at some point um, we can show the video to a school and word will spread and uh, and um, you know it'll snowball and we can we can take it from there. But it's been difficult up until this point. Well, tell us about the numbers involved in Albany County. I mean, how widespread is this? Mm -hmm. And is the perception that it's more of a city problem than a suburban problem? And is that accurate? Or how how do the demographics work on this? Well, um, we always um, tell folks, and I certainly do when I do presentations, that um, the statistics are a little bit misleading in part because um, the information that that I'm getting um, has to do with youth who are coming into the um, child welfare system or um, youth who may be showing up at service providers, you know, the the St. Anne's and the Parsons and and Equinox, different different, um, um, service providers that provide um, care and, and, and support to, to you. Um, but that's not the whole picture, right? There's a whole, there's a whole underbelly of activity out there that we're just not aware of. So, so the, the statistics that I have um, tell part of the picture. So we know that over uh, the last couple of years, um, approximately 90 youth have been identified as either at medium or high risk for trafficking. Um, we have four confirmed cases of trafficking in Albany County. Um, uh, in one of those instances, um, the the youth was 12 years old. Um, and to some extent, are they mostly females? Are they mostly mostly, mostly female? Um, in in Albany County, the average age is about 15. It's about 80 percent female, um, and that's that's relatively consistent with. Um, what the national statistics look like, but again, that's I, I think that's a little bit skewed. I think that um, there's probably more males out there than we realize. I think we know that um, males are less likely to disclose. Um, I don't think we're always looking for males, perhaps. Um, and in New York State, we've only recently, um, in the last four or five years, begun really keeping track and screening youth for um, for trafficking and for being at medium or high risk for trafficking. So I think as, as more counties come on to the Safe Harbor program um, and more counties are really keeping track of, of, of what we're seeing, those numbers are going to get better and better. Um, the, uh, I think the state numbers... The state numbers are uh, around 2,300 statewide that have been identified as at, at medium or high risk for trafficking, and, I, and uh, the I think about 360 youth have been identified as trafficking victims in New York State. So, um, you know, and those numbers are going to are going to grow as, as more counties come on to the safe harbor program. Because the safety and, net will get extended and you'll, the, you'll the bring more. The safety net will get extended and more people will be screening yeah. for youth. So. Well, is there a prosecution component to this? In other words, in the cases, 
is is pimp still a word that people use? It, it, trafficker, I think you said. Yes. Um, and is there a component where if it isn't, like you said, for instance, the youths that are kicked out and couch surfing and sort of on their own, but is there a sense that there are people that are actually, you call them wolves at one point, I think, um, you know, marketing these children? Is there an element that's like safe harbor works with police on um Catching those people, how does yeah. that work? Well, we do, um, in our multidisciplinary approach, we do work with um, local law enforcement. We work with the FBI. We work with Homeland Security. Um, you know, our job, our job is separate from the prosecution, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we will certainly, when we have that information, we, we pass it on. And, you know, whatever happens beyond that will happen. Even, and as between... Um, um, counties sometimes safe harbor programs will share each with each other. You know, here's the here's the latest thing that's going on. Keep an eye out for this, or keep an eye out for this youth. He, this youth is with this individual, and they're coming to your county, kind of thing. So, so the safe harbor counties do share that kind of information between us, um, and and all the safe harbor counties work with local law enforcement to to um, to share what information we have about traffickers, and in some um, counties, the safe harbor program has been integral in in providing information that ultimately results in in arrests and convictions of traffickers. So, you know, again, not not really part of our job, but if we can supply that information to help law enforcement, you know, we we do do that. Well, can you give us? Obviously, I know you couldn't use names, but just like a sort of vignette or a description of one of these. Children, really, they sound like children um, who, who's come into your safe harbor. And um, I know you mentioned a variety of things with the art therapy and equine and working with hospitals, but just kind of if you can give us a portrait of an individual and how you get them extricated and feeling good enough about themselves that they, they don't fall back into that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you sort of, sort of a composite okay. yeah. <laughs> um, of a young girl um, who who has a lot of dysfunction in her family. There's a number of children in her family um, not not getting support, not getting love, not getting attention, um, having some learning disability issues as well. Um, she befriends an individual who um, purports to care about her um, is her boyfriend. She would characterize him as her boyfriend, a little bit older. Um, the They, um, actually a lot older, <laughs> um, the, the boy begins to um, gain her trust, groom her, um, it, it's a lot like it's not, it's a lot like a um, domestic violence kind of situation where there's 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 this alter, altering of of providing um, love and support and then and then unkind things you know and the and the, the youth is always hoping for that the that the that the support and the love will will come again um, the 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 young man begins to sell the girl. Um, she does it once, she does it twice. He says, if you love me, if you care about me, um, 
you know, we, we can do this together and, you know, it'll benefit both of us. Um, when she gets money for it, he gives her some of it or he'll give her, um, you know, he'll give her something of value that she wants, a nice pair of sneakers or, you know, whatever, jewelry. So she's, she's benefiting from it. Um, and then for whatever reason, it, it, the relationship sours. She goes off on her own and says, I can, I can do this myself. I don't need him. Picks up strangers on the street. Um, stranger takes her back to his apartment, um, keeps her for a weekend. Um, she's reported missing. Um, the, the, she is ultimately found walking the street, disheveled, hungry, um, and then she comes into the child welfare system. At that point, um, we try wrapping services around her. The, the problem is they've, they've suffered so much trauma, um, it's hard to gain their trust. So with with a lot of uh, with a lot of the safe harbor kids, they will they will come into care and then leave, and come into care and leave, um, because they've been told not to trust authority. They've been told um, no one's going to help them. Somebody's out. They, you know they're they're out for something. They want something from you, and it takes a really long time to build that trust up. It's also difficult because um, you're trying to explain to them that. The life that they've been living, you know, maybe doing, you know, two or three tricks a night for a 12 or a 13 year old, that that life that they've been living is, um, is something that they can transition away from. You know, somebody at that age should be in middle school, you know, picking out a dress for the school dance. And the bridge between the life that they've been living and the life that they could have seems insurmountable. What I'm doing now, this life that I'm leaving, that I'm living now, sucks. It's horrible, but it's it's comfortable to the extent that I know what it is. That I don't know what it is. That that other that other kind of life, that can't be mine. And it takes a long time to to uh, really build up that trust. Um, you know, tear down the walls, um, get through the trauma that they've experienced to let them know that there's really another way to live. And it, and it just takes a lot of support, um, a lot of trauma-informed care to, to, um, to help them through that transition. And that's what Safe Harbor helps to do. What important work you do. Wow. So where physically is this child during this time? I mean, in a foster home or what? How in the system does that yeah. work? So they, they could be in foster care. They could be at home, depending on the nature of the trafficking. If the, you know, if, for example, the parents weren't involved, you know, it's possible that they could be at home, living at home and, and, and getting services well, outside. In a case like that, do you also work with the parents to let them realize the needs of the child? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We do work with the parents. So are there things that the public, perhaps our listeners, could do to <laughs> help this program yeah. or to um, in any way support your work? Is there anything other than just the information to be on the lookout? Yeah. Um, if, if you could let us know kind of, too, what the signs are. Or yeah. I'm trying to 
picture it as a parent and because there is a natural tension, I think, in adolescent years that develops between parents and children as they're trying to define themselves and distance themselves. And like, are there red flags or pointers that parents can look for to be aware when something like this is about to happen or sure. is occurring? Sure. There are actually a, a lot of red flags, and there's actually um, um, different types of red flags. Um, we, we offer them to hospitals, for example. I think between, I've, heard, I've seen different statistics, anywhere from 67% to 88% of individuals who, um, who, in the process of being trafficked, um, show up at a at a emergency room or an urgent care. So there are there are red flags for for hospitals. Um, there are red flags for schools to be aware of. There are red flags in the hospitality industry. You know the 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 hotels and the motels things that they should be looking for. Generally, I think um, you know somebody who um, a youth in particular, and that's where my focus is. Um, they're they're frequent runaways. Um, Probably eighty percent of of the youth that we that we encounter are runaways, either run away from home or run away from um, a, a social welfare program that they're involved in. Um, a disconnect from family and friends, um, uh, having items of of value that just show up with no real explanation for how they got them. You know, whether it's you know new sneakers or jewelry or whatever it might be, kind of a a red flag, um, signs of abuse or, or, or injuries that are uh, untreated, no, no reason for or explanation for how they got them, um, a, a, a disconnect, a disconnect from, um, for example, in school, maybe they stopped showing up at school or the, the, grades, the, the grades significantly drop. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of, of different kinds of signs, you know. And again, not not one particular sign might might send up a red flag, but but if you're looking at a pattern of of behavior that 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 changes, um, it it might be it might be a concern. It might be something to look for. Um, the the Safe Harbor program has also has a um, a website. Doesn't everybody have a website? Well, um, tell us you, what that website <laughs> is. So if you if you just it's it's a it's a very long unfriendly address. But if you just Google Safe Harbor Albany County, we will come right up. We're on the we're on the um, Department for Children and Family Services uh, Youth and Family website, uh, a page within that. Um, and so there's information there that, that folks can go to. I provide um, training and public awareness materials to, to anyone who asks for them. Um, one of the things that we recently started, um, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, um, is we've, we've started uh, soliciting um, items, uh, personal care items. Um, a lot of times when youth run from traffickers, um, we provide them with what we call a go bag, a go bag, and it's a basically a backpack that has, uh, you know, toiletries and flip flops and clothes, um, granola bars, water, what, whatever, whatever they need to kind of that's that's their own to make that break to, to make that break. So um, there is a list on our website of things that that folks could could donate to the Safe Harbor program that we would love to have. 
So if someone wants to donate and they're listening to this, they would just go to that page on the website and it would tell them how to do that. There's a link right there for for the things that that we could really use. Yeah, because listening to you, you just feel like you want to do something, you know? And it just, our time has gone so fast. Is there... Are there any closing thoughts you have? Sometimes I miss the most important thing to a person, but um, do you have any thoughts to leave us with? Um, um, well, I am going to be doing a presentation at the Gilderland Public Library this oh, coming that's Monday. that's right. That's how I found you. Yeah. It was in our library <laughs> notes yeah, on January 28th at 7th. Right. And do you have other um, scheduled um, talks like that in the area? Just and, um, because I think that's the last one for this month okay. of, of scheduled um, appearances. But but as I said, I'm always available to do um, appearances. Talk to talk to PTAs. I really want to get into those schools. If if folks are are interested in, in having this kind of information presented to them, I am. Um, and then right again to reach you, they just go to that county page, yes. and they, there's contact information yes, there. Absolutely. That's where I found you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Teresa, so much for sharing this really heart wrenching information, and I wish you the best in your really worthwhile work. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share it with you.